What's going on everybody? Welcome to episode 6 of the Silent Grind podcast. Today we are moving away from sports performance and stuff today. We are going back to basketball. And today we are talking about the top 5 skills basketball players need. This isn't kind of specific to any position or any league or any age group. This is just from the perspective of a basketball coach, a basketball trainer and a basketball player. What are the top five skills you need to be a successful player in your on your team, in your league or to try and make the team you want to get onto or like where you want to go. So yeah, let's get into it. But first, before we get into that, I suppose, well, news, we'll call it news. You may have noticed this podcast is not on SoundCloud, and we have moved to Acast. The reason we've moved to Acast is, well, number one, it's better. I have more space to do, more freedom with my podcast, and by using Acast, I can get it listed onto Spotify and Apple. So stay tuned for that. Very soon, hopefully, we will be on Spotify and Apple. So you can download your podcast and listen to it wherever you want on the go. But anyway, so yeah, that's what we've been working on. A couple more things coming. Um, trying to get more content more often because I can be very erratic with my content. But um, yeah, we're working on it. So, right, let's get into this. What you came here for. Top 5 skills basketball players need so number one I've put shooting two defense three off ball abilities four leadership communication and effort and five ball handling don't worry we are going to explain them all that's just an overview of what's to come and they're in that order for a reason I didn't just kind of like say put them randomly so there is method behind the madness to all of them okay number one shooting i this is probably pretty obvious it's probably at the top of every basketball coach and trainers list if you ask them just because of the way basketball is gone and the way it's going it's so dependent well not dependent but like if you can shoot you're gonna get a spot on the team particularly if you can shoot trees you know like catch and shoot spot up trees it's four players, like four out of five players on every team, like every star and five, they're probably like good shooters. When you look at the way like the NBA is gone, the way Euroleague is looking, even in Ireland, like the ability to space the floor, like your ability to space the floor, it nearly guarantees a spot on any team. So along with three point shooting, like we're just saying shooting in general. If you can shoot in general, you know, it you have to be able to shoot. Like free throw line, catch and shoot, off the dribble. Like you you don't know how annoying it is for a coach to see a player being put to the line like the whole time getting fouled because maybe they're a good slasher, they're good at going to the rim and drawing fouls and they just brick free throws like or they're shooting like one for two every time. They are points you are just leaving behind. They are the easiest ones you're going to get. There's, they're not contested. You have your own time to shoot the ball. You have your own like routine. There's, there's no pressure. And so many players just 
break it. So that's why I actually put at the top of my list free throw shooting. Because it is such a problem I see, especially with younger players. Like, they all go straight to the three point line, and yeah, they might make one or two trees, but like when it comes to a game, they're put on the free throw line. They just can't. Like it's it's alien to them. So we need to be practicing more free throws. Number two, then when it comes to shooting, I put catch and shoot. Not every player on the team is gonna be allowed. Like you know, is gonna have the freedom to do whatever they want with the ball. Like even the ball, the main ball handler, he doesn't really or she have the freedom to do whatever they want most of the time. They're literally just facilitating whatever the coach wants to do. And like, yes, if they're a good ISO player, they're going to be let go ISO. But most of the time, like four of the five players on the floor, they're not the main ball handler. Most of the time, like I'm not saying they're not bad ball handlers, but if the coach had his way, the, you know they wouldn't be the ones messing with the ball. So with that being said, you need to be good at shooting like off the catch if you can like players get paid millions like Kyle Korver, JJ Redick uh, Duncan Robinson now for Miami uh, just to name a few look at the Houston Rockets like literally their whole roster apart from Westbrook, Harden and Gordon but their sole job was to shoot catch and shoot trees it was not to you know go ISO like Harden it was literally like you catch the ball you shoot that was literally their job players get paid millions to just catch and shoot so you need to get good at it then number three is off the dribble like yes catch and shoot like being able to hit open shots does take priority but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to create your own shot if you can create your own shot and knock down catch and shoot shots I mean like you know you're a bucket <laughs> like let's just put it that way like being able to and like off the dribble can literally like be out of triple threat it can be you know kind of more of an iso thing it can be coming out of pick and rolls we're not limiting it to kind of like that one-on-one on an island kind of thing like if you can like say even i don't know relocating off of like a pump fake to back to the three-point line get into the rim getting whatever it's you know if you can if you can do it and you have that in your bag your usability for a coach it goes up so your minutes are going to go up you know, you'll be more valuable if you can hit open shots play off the dribble and go at the free throw line so with that being said how do we get better at shooting well number one is obviously we need good form i think i did a whole podcast on form so go back and check that out um you know, it's the simple things. It's the upper body mechanics. There's the lower body mechanics. Yeah, good follow through, a nice high arc, all those things that go into what makes a good form. Um, like there's always space for a shooter. And in order to get better at it, like I said, you need to have good form and get up reps. It's one thing to look good when you shoot. And it's another thing to actually make shots when you shoot. Like, there's a lot of players, especially, like, in Ireland, like, across the more regional leagues, that their form is good, their 
follow through is good, their backspin is good, but they might make like three or four out of ten, not even, like two or three out of ten. Why? Because they don't have the reps under their shot. Like you need to be comfortable with your shot and you need to be shooting so much to a point where you believe every shot you take, open, contested, mid-range, three, fucking from half court, whatever, that you believe it's going in. That's how many reps you have to have. If you look at like the top guys even in Ireland, in Europe, in America, they get so many shots up daily that they could shoot with like four players having a hand in their face and it's going in. That's the belief. That's that comes from reps on reps on reps. You know, we a lot of us we don't get enough reps up daily and weekly. You can't be relying on just the time you get for your team training to get enough shots up. I know the guy my teams that I coach, if they were to rely on the shots they got like from two hours of practice a week, like they're going nowhere. Like sometimes if we're working on defense you might even get to shoot. You might get to shoot like three or four, you know, shots if even. You know, you need to you need to be a ball dominant player to actually be the one getting up you know, in game shots or whatever during a training session you can't rely on it you have to put the shots in get the work in yourself outside the training next and after getting your reps up is you need to understand how to move off the ball we're going to talk about this a bit more later on so I'm not going to dwell on it here but you need to understand how to get open and finally you need to be actually able to put the ball on the floor so what I mean by this is and it might kind of seem contradictory to like getting better at shooting but you need to be comfortable at like you know attacking closeouts and getting to the rim and kind of playing off the dribble a bit because if a defense feels you're a threat going to the rim like they're not going to close out as hard because they don't want you to blow straight by him so what happens then is you have more time to shoot you know, so you, they, they, you get caught between these two teams or let them shoot or let them go. Either way, you're going to make a player score. So being comfortable putting the ball on the deck and getting to the rim or making an extra pass is a vital skill to getting open for more shots and in turn, you know, becoming a better shooter. Number two, defense. Defense when we say defense we're not talking an absolute clamp you know someone who's going to lock down everyone kind of mark smart Kawhi Leonard if you have that skill great but if you don't what a coach is looking for is someone who is reliable on defense and is not vulnerable so in other words someone who can hold their own you know like you don't want to be that player who every single team or offense is going to target because they know they can blow by you and get to the rim or whatever. You don't want to be that player. It's easy minutes to gain on the floor if you can play defense. Again, you look at like the top leagues, there are players who make it purely off their defense. Like when Kawhi Leonard came into the league, he was not the scorer he, was, he is now. He came in because of his defense and rebounding abilities. Players make it for being able to play defense. If you want more minutes, like 
become reliable and consistent on defense. It can be as simple as just being able to hold your own, slide your feet, and play within your defensive system. It's that simple. You know, we're not talking like getting a, you know, 10 steals game or like these kind of things. It's just not being that mismatch on the floor. Because if you're that mismatch on the floor, like you can't be on the floor when it comes to crunch time. Team's just going to pick on you and that's how you lose the game. With that said, how do you get better at playing defense? The number one thing I've put here is you have to get strong and improve your lateral abilities. Like, if you, especially if you're a smaller player or even kind of any kind of a guard, if you're not strong, and we're not talking like bodybuilder or powerlifter strong here, it's literally just being strong enough to hold your own against a post up against someone just trying to like you know a physical player you have to be strong enough so you can be physical enough to stand your own ground you know you, you don't have to turn into this absolute like tank of a player you just have to be strong enough to be able to hold your own you also have to be agile laterally like if you can't move your feet and slide your feet and go side to side and stop and start like particularly as a guard you know you're you're gonna get blown by every time, and when those blowbys happen, a lot of players start reaching, and that's where the fouls happen. If you can move your feet and get your chest in front of them and jam them up, that's where you want to be. So like to work on that, you have to get in the gym, you have to get on those plyometric programs, get on those strength programs, and like just become more agile laterally. Same goes like even in the post, like you have to be strong. Especially if you're a post player, you have to be strong. You can't be, you know, you can't just let yourself be back down and back down. Like, granted, there are players who are just big and strong and, like, they are just going to hit you and back you down. But if you can hold your own and make it more difficult for them, like, you look at Mark Smart, for example, he's just strong that he can hold up post players. You know, just being strong enough to hold it up until the double team comes, until uh, making force pass out. You know, we're not talking like crazy things here. It's just being, you know, relatively strong. Uh, next, study techniques to become better defenders. Like, we're the whole time looking at how to, be, you know, studying film to become a better offensive player. Why not do the same to become a better defensive player? Like, all the best players have these little tricks that they do to get more steals, to hold the post players a bit longer to throw off a, an offensive player's timing to, to just, you know just make life hard for them it's you know it's not just all like explosiveness and strength there is an IQ side to playing defense as well and if you look it up on YouTube like you'll find loads of people have like you know lots of defensive breakdowns Um, there's one channel I know in particular if you look up Coach Mike on YouTube, like he has a whole page just dedicated to breaking down players, like how the NBA players how they play defense. You know, it's it's kind of like the by any means basketball for defense. Like there's so many like little tricks that he has, you know, pulled out and made videos of. That you can study and add to your game, like you'd be a fool not to watch them and try to learn something from it. Um, 
what we got next. Oh yes, you have to be able to communicate on defense. Like every coach and every trainer and every good player will tell you this. If you can't talk on defense, you're gonna lose the game. Like it's actually that simple. You know? Like if you can't communicate a mismatch or like call for help or you know just all these things and talk like as a team so you all know your rotations and like where the open spots are and where the ball are like there are going to be holes in a team defense and if you're that player who every time is not like pulling their weight and communicating the way they should be like you're creating that vulnerability and you're going to be pulled off the floor it's that simple like a coach isn't going to keep a player on the floor who's causing problems to put someone in who fixes it so just you know talk as PJ Tucker said talk loud and talk early like there's you probably find it on like in the, on YouTube or something and he was mic'd up for one game and that was what he said about like how the you know how the Rockets need to play defense talk loud talk early or no sorry that was uh, that was Jan Morant PJ Tucker said over talk talk so much that like it's actually you're talking too much because the more noise there is in the defensive end it throws off the the offensive players like if a point guard is trying to set up a play and like the defense is so loud that he can't think straight and his players can't hear him they're going to turn the ball over it's going to rattle him so like just over talk over talk over talk over talk on defense and you know off that you know playing as a team learn your team's defensive system if your team plays a 2-3 zone, figure out every single thing that your coach wants you to do with that zone. If they play man-to-man, you find it out. Like, know it inside out, so you know, like, all the rotations, like, where the weaknesses are, where the strengths are, where we want to drive the ball to, where we want to keep the ball out of. Know the system so well that, like, when you're on the floor, you can be that person to make sure the defense runs smoothly and does a job. And finally then, like, learn to play defense without fouling. Like, we all know that player who, in, did, instead of moving their feet, they just grab and pull and push. And, like, when you tell them it's a foul, they look at you like, nah, that's not a foul. Like, just, you know, toughen up. But like that's not defense. Sure, that works in a pickup game. You get in the game, you're you're gone in you know five minutes, <laughs> five thousand. You're out of there. So learn to play defense without fouling. There are ways of stealing the ball, and there are ways of being physical without fouling. Yes, it is a fine line and a fine art, and like you will mess up as you try to do it, and you will get fouls for like trying different tricks to steal the ball, but. You don't learn unless you try. So that goes back to studying the game, studying how the best players play defense, adding it to your game and learn to play defense without fouling. Number three, being able to play off the ball. So this, like, a lot of players think off the ball is actually being able to cut and attack closeouts. It's a lot more than that. Yes, you have to be able to attack closeouts and play out quickly out of the triple threat. You have to be able to get open off the ball and you know read when the back door cut, when to cut in front, when to lift, when to drop, all these different types of cuts. But it also 
includes like being able to play off of all four screens so like being able to play off of pin downs, off of back screens, off of cross screens off of all these different types of off-ball screens and being able to set those types of screens and not only be able to set them but to go another level from that again is being able to set a screen and knowing what to do next so how to play after setting that screen you know like say if you go and set a pin down in the corner like what do you do then do you just stand there do you do you pop out do you cut through like there's another level to it as well. Um, you know, like I said earlier, only one or two players on every team are really trusted with the ball in their hands on the floor at any time. That leaves three or four other players on the floor who have to be able to play without the ball in their hands for a significant amount of time. The better the pl- these players can do that, like the more involvement they're going to get without in the in the team's offense without even needing to have the ball. Like if you look at like the Warriors for example when they were at their height like take Clay Thompson. Like there's a great example. Six dribbles and what do you have? Like no, 11 dribbles and he had like 60 points. That's not a high like you know, he's not getting a lot of ball touches. Yeah, he scores 60 points. So it you know, he. You don't need to have the ball in your hands to score and to make plays. If you understand how to play without the ball, like if you go back and watch the Warriors, I can guarantee you will find that like Clay was finding every open gap possible. He was using off-ball screens the best he possibly could. He was reading set plays and actions that the Warriors had run, and like that's because he knew. His job wasn't to be on the ball, his job was to be active off the ball, and as a result, he he became really good at it. So not every player, you, you know, it's impossible. Only one player can have the ball at any time on the floor. You know, even if they just barely touch the ball, it's still only one player can have it. So there's always going to be four players on the offensive end open. So you have to learn to be able to play without the ball in your hands. How do you get better at being able to play off the ball? Goes back to like skill number one we had listed. You have to be a good shooter. You know, the more the better a shooter you are, the more space you're gonna be able to make because you have to be guarded inside and outside the three point line. You like I said, you have to be able to use screens. Pin downs, dribble handoffs, like cross screens, flex screens, back screens, or like there's so many different types of screens that you have to be able to use. They're all they're all kind of similar in their fundamentals and I think in another podcast or video or maybe a YouTube video we might cover that but like being able to use screens is vital to being able to play off the ball like I said earlier you have to be able to attack closeouts that can be like getting to the rim, mid-range, relocating for three, making an extra pass you have to be able to attack those closeouts when they happen and then like understanding how to cut and move off the ball like you know if a player overplays you you go back door if they drop an off you you cut in front of them there's so many different types of cuts but like if you can just understand the fundamentals of how to like just get open for to find space to get a shot like you know your your ability to play off the ball skyrockets it doesn't have to be 
really complicated reads like a basic read that noticing the player is overplaying you and going back door like it's an open layup there's nothing complicated about that and then finally just like I said is understanding how to be able to like lift and drop and flare out you know is being able to move depending on where the ball is on the floor so like if you say if a, if a, off, if the ball handler is coming off the screen he's driving down towards the rim and you see like the weak side help pulls in a bit you lift up to the wing where that open pocket is for a shot like that's not that's not complicated it's small things the same way as understanding like you know going back to how to use a screen do you go around the pin down do you curl it or do you flare back out because you see your players going under it's these basic little reads that can skyrocket your involvement in the offense without the ball number four leadership communication and effort communication is key to any successful team like whether that's sport business like life whatever communication is the key to everything if you can't talk like you're no good for anything well do you know what I mean like you're you're just going to get in the way because like you there's going to be breakdowns people aren't going to know what's going on and it's just going to end up in arguments being able to talk on and like you have to be able to talk on defense and offense you know, like I said earlier, like talking on defense is key, but also on offense. Like if you see a player is in space where they should be, you tell them, "Hey, get here." If you need, if you call, especially as a point guard, you know you have to be able to talk and organize. What's you know what you want? Do you want a screen? Do you want to run this action? Do you want to like what what you want to do? And then all the other players have to be able to talk as well. Like if you're setting an off-ball screen, you have to let the player know that screen is coming. You can't just kind of walk around and do something and the other player is looking at you. Like, you have to be able to talk. And it's like that. You have to be able to talk when there's a problem and fix it. You know, like, if there's if there's problems going on offensively or defensively, like, you can't just let them happen and expect the coach to fix it. Take some responsibility. Step up and be a leader and fix it yourself. Like, coaches love leaders. They do. Like, you know, I want... I don't want one or two, like, strong leaders on my team. I want like a whole squad of 14 leaders and I guess they're not all going to be the loud kind of alpha but I want people who aren't afraid to talk and speak when there's a problem you know if you're just going to sit there and kind of hope someone else says it you know it's it's probably not going to be said you have to if there's a problem you have to speak up so it can be solved when it comes to effort where what I mean by effort is you're a hard worker like hard worker if someone's working hard they will get noticed do you know like coaches hate those players who just come in with a big ego and like they don't really try and they're just going to walk onto the team coaches always notice the players and trainers they always notice the players who are trying to get better you know like and even if you're on the team right now and you're trying your hardest and you're not getting more minutes and there's someone who isn't like trying and they are 
what I would say I'd say don't worry about it too much because like talent can only get you so far you know and you see that the whole time in the NBA with players who get drafted or signed and just go bust you know if talent can only get you so far the ones who are putting in the hours it will eventually show like you look at Tyler Hero right now like that kid doesn't even start that's how good Miami is right now Tyler Hero doesn't actually start and like he's one of the best players on the team effort goes a long way you you look at any trainer who works with him DJ Sackman Miami Hoop School like I think Alex Bazell worked with him as well for a while I'm not sure but they all tell you the same thing like that kid just works and works and works and look it paid off you know like he was he was kind of slept on in high school he was kind of slept on a bit in college and look at him now 37 points in the Eastern Conference Finals you know like talent can only get you so far and when you start working hard and put in that effort like coaches notice it's a valuable skill to have not just for basketball but for anything like you have to work hard and work smart for anything you do so just make that a fundamental skill that you work on every day finally then like we've kind of brushed on it and everything is leadership teams need leaders they need people who aren't afraid to speak up and like say what needs to be said you know like sometimes being a leader isn't the most popular thing because like you know I've done it you, you call people out and like it can it, it's not fun if someone's not pulling their weight and you as a leader you know have to pull them up on it, it, it it's it's not fun it can it's not fun being a leader a lot of the time but like if you have that skill and you can be that person like even if you're not the best player on a team like leaders are still valuable like there's a lot of teams out there who th- the best player isn't the leader it's just someone who isn't afraid to get in the trenches and say what needs to be said and pick people up when it needs to be picked up like that's you know that's such an under like an undervalued skill by players you know like you think of teams and like there's normally only one or two like maybe one or two leaders sometimes there might not even be a leader that one person who steps up and like takes that responsibility like it gets noticed you know a leader is always valued on the team and like you know the leader doesn't have to be the main person some shit the leader doesn't even have to start you know the leader can be they could be on the bench but that person who just brings that positive energy and like is there and is reliable you know and for when they're when they're needed they're called on like they're extremely valued extremely valued so like how do you get better at these things when it comes to leadership and communication and all that it's effort you know you have to put the effort into trying to communicate and being a leader but like that you can learn to do it more effectively you know like there's no point just talking on defense but it doesn't make any sense you have to understand like how to communicate you know like where you are on the floor you know 
like if you're in the low post, calling post, post, and it got your help and rebound and box out, and like all these things, it's you know, key words, cold words, get to the point. When you're on the flo- like when you're on the floor or in a timeout or something with basketball, like you don't have time to give the speech. It has to be to the point, concise and effective. You know, just get straight to it. And like, like that, like, yeah, you just have to get to the point. Um, another big thing with leaders, leadership especially, and communication, is don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, a lot of players, they're, they don't want to be that person who asks the question and, like, thinks they're going to get funny looks. Like, I know as a coach and trainer, I love when players ask questions because that means they're thinking about what's going on. They're not just kind of like letting me ramble on and, you know, just listening and shutting up and hoping I'll stop. They want to know what's going on. They want to get, it shows you want to get better. If you're asking questions, you want to get better. If you're asking questions about like why we do this on defense or like, why I make that read or how should I do this that means you want to get better and when a coach sees you want to get better they're going to help you like there's no real bad question you know if if you want to if a coach can see you want to get better they're going to answer your question and help you and they're probably going to give you even more help after that like because they see oh yeah like he or she 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 actually wants to get better like she's been asking me questions like about how to move off the ball. Okay, like I'm a I'm a sure this type of cut or I'm sure how to use this type of screen or this type of read. Oh yeah. So like you, you can see she wants to get better. So don't be afraid to ask those questions. Like <laughs> I know with me as a player, like it would drive people mad the amount of questions I'd ask. Cause it's it's you know, every single drill is kinda like why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? I'm not asked I'm not trying to embarrass anyone. I just want to know. I want that knowledge. You know, and when they see you want that knowledge, they're probably going to give you more than what you need, because they can see you're interested and you want to get better. And another, it's it's a subtle thing when it comes to leadership, but don't be afraid to go first. We all know when it comes to drills, and we all know those people who are like, "Yeah, no, I don't understand." Here, you go first. Like, if you don't understand, I probably don't understand either. But the difference between me and you is I'm not afraid to mess up when I go first. Because if I mess up, the coach is going to help me get it right. Bam, I learn something. So don't be afraid to go first and mess up. You know, it's, it's a subtle thing. But that's leadership. That's leadership is stepping up and saying, yeah, I'll take on the responsibility. It's a small thing, but like when it comes to game day and stuff like that, like... You, now because you've built up built it up built up that courage you're not afraid to take that game winning shot because you've stepped up time and time again before and when it comes to that shot it's not a new to you it's you know it's a subtle thing but it builds up to bigger things it's it's leadership so don't be afraid to go first and finally number five we have ball handling now I've put this one last on purpose because 
in my opinion by a lot of trainers in particular it's it's not overvalued but it's overly focused on like yes it is extremely valuable and necessary to be comfortable handling the ball and to be able to dribble it left and right and have your go-to moves but too many like trainers in particular focus on building elite ball handlers even though like I said like at any one time there can only be one player with the ball in their hands on the floor which means there are four other players left wide open and like chances are particularly in Ireland in Europe and in Europe and even in America apart from like the, the NBA is the only outlier here really like most teams don't play through isolation on offense they play like team systems if you watch any Euroleague team like there is nobody going James Harden and dribbling out the whole shot clock it's quick passing quick touches you know there there isn't this kind of whole I'm going to sit here and go between between the high and cross between, between the high and cross like it doesn't happen so like yes it is valuable to be able to be comfortable on the ball but like you know those kind of crossovers and stuff they don't happen as often as like making a backdoor cut or hitting an open shot or you know needing to communicate on defense in my excuse me in my opinion but like it is a valuable skill to have but you know if you're working out and you have a workout 75% of your workout should be shooting whether that be like catch and shoot whether that be pull ups whether that be like free throws and stuff it should not be ball handling and working on like killer crossovers and all these different combos when you just don't use them as often as you would like a jab or a pump fake in a game or just even hitting an open shot so like yes work on it but don't work on it to the point where you can't do anything else but with that being said how do we get better at ball handling so when it comes to like being comfortable on the ball you have to be effective with it so what I mean by that is you have to be able to change speeds, change directions, change heights. So like go from slow to fast, fast to slow, height to low, low to high, like left to right, dribble with your right hand, dribble with your left hand. Um, you have to be able to manipulate the ball, pocket it. You know, like if you can get that ball into your pocket to pick up into a shot or to pick up into a finish. Or like even just to be able to like, you know, counter moves you have to be able to manipulate the ball to get to where you want it to go and have your go-to moves yes it is great to have this massive bag of like moves and combos and all this kind of stuff but have your go-to business moves you know like whether that be like a crossover uh, between the legs something that you can go to in the game you know it works and gets you by your defender every time you need to have those go-to moves. So that kind of sums up my top five skills I think basketball players need to have. You know, the season 
is just around the corner. A lot of teams are back training. But, like, these skills can also be worked on during the year. Especially, like, the off-ball ones and leadership and communication and stuff. Like, these are the kind of things you need to be playing and with your teams to practice. So, like, you know, just keep trying to get better. And, like, you know, when you improve, coaches see it. You know, when you're working hard, coaches see it. When you're putting in the effort to try to get better, whether that be at shooting, whether that be at, like, your defense, you know, coaches see it. And don't be afraid to ask for help. And with that being said, when it comes to asking for help, a shameless plug, I do have skills sessions available. So, like, if you're looking to get better at your game outside of, like, your team practices and you don't have a clue, like, what to do or where to start, hit me up and we can get that work in on the court. Like, there are so many different ways you can get better like you can a trainer you can camps you know asking your coach questions youtube but like there are so many different ways to get better and if you if you need that help like dm me asks like whether that be just a question whether that be looking for skill sessions just ask so yeah that pretty much wraps it up for today that is my top five skills i think basketball players need to get better to make their teams and what like coaches and trainers value so yeah just get in the gym and work on them so until the next time thank you stay working and goodbye oh yeah just to finish um if you don't already follow me like check out the blog silent silent check out like earlier podcast episodes and like let me know what more stuff you kind of want to see what like blogs you want to hear podcasts you want videos you want and yeah be sure to follow me on instagram and tiktok and reach out just ask questions and let me know what you want to see more of so yeah until next time thank you and goodbye